Hello, I'm Bill DeMay, Executive Vice Chair for the DC Young Republicans, and this is the District Download. Welcome back, everybody, to this latest episode of the District Download. We are coming back to you after a two-week hiatus. Uh, my name is Bill DeMay. I'm joined this episode by my co-host, Michelle Gross, who is our Vice Chair of Communications, who has inherited the role from me, and she's going to be coming on and joining me as a guest host. So, Michelle, how are you today? Yeah, yeah I'm doing well. I'm excited to kind of pick up some of the hosting duties. Looking forward to it. Right on. So I don't know if people are getting tired of hearing my voice. So I thought maybe adding another voice to the podcast will spice things up a little bit as we continue to have this show evolve over time, especially with all the exciting things that are happening with the YRs as well as with all the ongoing developments that are happening in DC and elsewhere. So with that being out of the way, keep sharing this with your friends. We continue to get a lot of great feedback from folks, not just in D.C., but across the country. So whether you're a wire or not, please feel free to continue sharing links to the episode or just the show itself. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We love hearing your feedback. Uh, and this episode is our fourth episode of our mini series where we interview some of the new and familiar faces on the exec board. In today's episode, it's actually going to be a familiar face that you all may already know. Uh, that's actually Gilbert Fiedler. Uh, who is our vice chair of political activities. But before I get into that, I just would like to say with every episode, I would like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed during today's episode are our own and in no way represent the views, opinions, or policy positions of our respective employers. This is meant to be a free flow of ideas, just us talking about the events of the day, talking about what's going on in our backyard as well as what's going on with the YRs. So Gilbert, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bill. Glad to be here. Yeah. And you've actually, you know, when we were getting the show off the ground back in October with a few kind of, you know, test run episodes where we kind of talked about different things like the debates and everything like that, you were one of our first volunteers. So welcome back again to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Those, uh, those first few were a lot of fun and uh, I'm sure it'll be the same here. So Gilbert, start us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you originally from? I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota, born and raised. Right on, St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, and so tell us a little bit about how you got to D.C., what do you do here, uh, and just a little bit about what's life been like for you in D.C. over the pandemic. Yeah, you know, sure. I uh, came to D.C. right after college in 2018. I graduated from North Dakota State University. I, I'm an engineer now. Uh, it's been doing that since I moved here. And so I guess my, my experience is a little bit different in the DCYRs because I don't really work in politics. I just uh, have interest in it. And so I wandered into a meeting one day and uh, you know found a place there. It's been great. And would, would, when would you say that your first meeting you went to, when was that? It would have been, I think it was early 2019. Yeah. So it took me a little while before I, I heard of the club after moving to DC. Uh, it was a totally new thing to me. I didn't know what uh, Young Republicans was this big national federation. I was at a different event and just heard somebody mention this DC Republicans thing. I was like, oh, what's that? Um, and made a point to inquire about it and then check it out. So given the fact that you, you kind of were an engineer and you found your way into Young Republican life here, um, 
is there any sort of moment that you had back earlier on where you kind of got the political bug, as I like to call it, as I've asked a few other folks who've been on the pod, did you get it early on or later on where you just got interested in politics all of a sudden? Uh, I've always been loosely interested in politics, been, you know, grew up in a conservative family, been, I've held conservative views my whole life. But I, I would say that once you move to DC, you kind of uh, inevitably catch the bug a little bit more. Um, you know, I didn't really pay attention to politics in college. You know, I was focused on school and, you know, being a young punk. <laughs> and, <laughs> social events. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I, I voted in college, but, you know, I maybe watched one or two of the debates and um, I wasn't as, as informed. And then there is kind of more of a draw to it. When I moved to DC, you know, you're around people that are talking politics all the time. And so you have a tendency to pay more attention to it. And just the fact that, you know, I think, well, you know, these big political buildings where all the decisions are being made is, you know, I guess not quite a stone's throw away, but (laughs) maybe if I had a better arm. (laughs) Well, you're anything but a punk. Gilbert, you're an upright, <laughs> good guy. Thank you. Uh, but you know, as somebody who's not really working in the political field, you know, it's it's kind of interesting your your perspective on things, right? So you kind of walk mm-hmm. around and see the buildings, which we're so blessed to have here in DC. Um, you know, and I'm sure a few of our other questions later on are going to get into what some of your favorite are. Yeah, and I, uh, on one more point on one of the previous questions, I was saying how did I get into uh, the young Republicans. I should mention Stephanie Louise is Stephanie Louise now, right? Um, I should credit her with with introducing me to the club, uh, and I think she has been on the podcast, right, Bill? Yeah, she has. So Stephanie uh, came on the podcast a, a few weeks ago, or now a few months ago, to kind of talk about some of the things Virginia's doing. Just that was really early on in the primary season where they were talking about why why RFE resurgence uh, to talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So shout yeah, I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure we'll get more into that uh, as things are getting more more interesting in that realm. But yeah, I met uh, Stephanie at a Minnesota State Society event. We're both from Minnesota, and DC Republicans uh, came up during that, and the rest is history. Well, shout out Stephanie, bridging gaps and making connections. Yeah, I mean it shows it's important to you know just in your daily life. Everyone's well, you know, mention the club, and sometimes people's ears will perk up, and you get new members. Yeah, that's. I mean. That's exactly right. That's kind of how I got involved. And um, actually, I got involved by searching on social media. So <laughs> it's very fitting that um, working on some of the communications now, too. Um, so kind of some fun questions for you. Uh, now that the weather is beautiful and it's like perfect patio weather here in D.C., what are some of the things that you're looking forward to doing on the weekends? And, you know, vaccines rolling out, people coming out. What are you looking forward to? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is camping. I, I like camping. I had a good few friends that uh, are, are into the same thing. And you know, just the general DC happy hour um, you know, lifestyle is kind of fun to, to see come back and socialize in that way. Where do you go camping? Um, here, here and there, a little bit in Virginia, a little bit in Maryland. Um, I'm not really the organizing type. I'm kind of a tag along type. <laughs> yeah, I guess when it comes to my social <laughs> life, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta um, 
utilize, I guess, my my organizational skills when it comes to, you know, this club and whatnot, but uh, it's my personal yeah. life. So is this where we're camping this weekend? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, do you have any travel plans this summer? Yeah, well, i got to go visit uh, the family at some point. Um, I have a few friends now in Texas, so I'd like to go visit Texas mm-hmm. soon. And because now that things are opening up, I should, you know, pick some different other location just to do for fun at some point. Uh, it was something I've been meaning to do for a while to travel a little bit more wide my horizons. Um, pandemic, I threw that for a loop. Um, I'm young and healthy and I, you know, I should yeah, get out in the world a little more. Yeah, absolutely. And if you need any Texas recommendations, I'm from Dallas, so happy to share. <laughs> so just kind of switching gears a little bit too, you, what did you major in in college? Mechanical engineering. Oh yeah, and does that? And I guess you are doing that now, so you're you're pretty right on track, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm on good track. I'd like to say. Nice. Well, there's so many people that I feel like you know they choose. I mean, me for instance, like I chose a path that I'm not necessarily doing exactly now. So um, that's awesome to hear. You're you're actually you know, using your major and (laughs) just, yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, we kind of also talked about this too, but if, if you could affect like one area of change, what would it be? Uh, in the political sphere, you mean, or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, the, I think a big issue, big kind of lie in the sand issue for me, I guess is the pro-life issue. Uh, if I could affect more change in, in that realm, I'd be very happy. So as the proud board member who is the only one that ran for re-election for his position as vice chair of political activities, tell us a little bit about why political activities. We've talked a little bit about in different episodes, uh, some of the other folks' roles on the board. Uh, we've spoken, obviously, to Michelle here on the pod, but we've also talked to Allison. We've talked to Maria. Maria bopped around a lot to different positions. Why political activities and why run again for it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seems somewhat ironic because, like, as I said, I'm an engineer. Uh, a lot of people in D.C. and in our club work in politics and are, you know, very knowledgeable about politics. Um, so I thought it sounded funny at first when someone suggested it to me. I believe it was Rob Towner who suggested I run for, for the position. He's the previous um, before me. And but the more, the more I thought about it, all of the um, campaign events I went to, all the the door knocking, um, the road trip that we took, I I loved it. Um, I you know took the most out of it as I could, and I realized that for the position I don't necessarily need to um, know everything about um, every issue or every candidate. I just you know it's more of a, a get it done attitude. Um, so you know our club. You know, simple, straightforward, you know, we support the, you know, duly nominated candidates. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, almost a point and shoot thing. Just, and this is the guy, all right, let's get it done. Um, and which excites me a lot about the position. And uh, I'm excited to get way more of those types of uh, campaigns going this, this year, opposed to last. 
Right. So what you're saying is, is if you've got the passion for something and you've got, you know, you've got your team picked, which for us obviously is the good grand old party, you know, you you don't need to be an expert in policy. You just need to show Mm -hmm. up, participate and be a part of the movement. So that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. I liked how you put that, but tell us a little bit about your first deployment that you went on as a YR. Um, I'm assuming it was with the DC wires. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was uh, North Carolina to Charlotte. So it was a pretty exciting one. Uh, it wasn't during the you know, main season. It was a special election um, for, for Congress. We, we did win that one, so that was very exciting. Um, and I, I really, you know, I liked the meetings when I first started coming to the meetings, but, um, and I liked that social aspect, but I felt like I felt a more of a belonging when, um, I was, you know, part of a team moving towards a goal. It was hot down there in Charlotte, uh, which made you know, the work a little bit harder. But it was Stay very rewarding. Right? Oh, yeah, I did my best to. It was very rewarding, uh, the work itself. But beyond that, I mean, the trips are really fun. Um, I actually do really like a road trip with, you know, a good group of people. Uh, so, you know, all the all the extracurriculars that go along with the trip are a lot of fun, too, which is you know, big reason I would encourage anyone to go on one, even if, you know, some, some people go on the, the trips because, you know, they, they do want to, you know, make this impact. And if some people just want to go because they think it'll be a lot of fun um, with a good group of people and, you know, it's a door knocking is sacrifice to go along for the fun ride. You know, if, if that's your attitude, that's great too. We'd love to have you. <laughs> Yeah, come one, come all. And with that being yeah. said, that actually bridges quite nicely with my next question. Um, you know, in terms of this year, uh, what do our members have, you know, to look forward to in terms of things that are coming up uh, this summer and this fall? I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, but obviously, Virginia is going to be on everybody's schedule and everybody's calendar, everybody's map. So. Talk us to a little bit about what we have to look forward to in terms of things like deployments, getting active. Um, can you offer us a little bit of a sneak peek? Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to doing multiple deployments. Uh, Virginia is going to be a big um, focus, like you said, probably multiple throughout the, the state of Virginia, some a little bit closer, some you know on uh, the other outskirts of the state. Um, everybody, I think, is excited for a Virginia Beach trip which uh, should be along the lines and we might, you know, stretch out a little bit further. We might go, I would likely go up to New Jersey and, and heck yeah, there's this, uh, you know, I don't want to be too premature about this, but there's this uh, recall election in California, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. So we would definitely um, look into our options for possibly making a trip out to California um, to support whatever um, viable Republican might be out there. And there are a lot running out there. Uh, Michelle, I don't know if you've been paying attention. How many candidates are out in the out running right now in the recall for the Republican ticket? I don't know. I haven't looked lately. I mean, the only one I know really is Caitlyn Jenner. So. <laughs> and there were some interesting developments. I listened to our competitor podcast today, uh, and apparently she was a no-show on that podcast. So. <gasps> oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge <laughs> development. Um, yeah. Uh, covering what happened there. Um, they weren't too pleased, but you both, and we were all on the same page. We joined exactly 30 seconds after, you know, the bottom of the hour. So good on everybody here for showing up 
uh, to this recording. So we are not <laughs> like Caitlyn Jenner. But there are a lot of <laughs> folks who are running out there. Um, I've, I've, I've heard a few names that are thrown around like John Cox and Kevin Falconer as being two that are familiar. I'm sure our friends over in California could fill us in um, eventually with what's going on there. But, uh, you know, switching over, to, I guess, to our current ev events section, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the Virginia GOP convention that just happened. Gilbert, can you tell us a little bit of anything that you've heard or anything you've seen um, from the uh, convention the other week? The the big story, I guess, is the nomination of Yunkin. And so, yeah, we want to, I guess, build a relationship with his campaign along the line, you know, with in, you know, in conjunction with the Virginia Young Republicans. Um, already started some of those conversations and we're definitely looking forward to that. Sounds like a, a great candidate. Will be sound as it sounds a well-funded campaign, um, which would which, which would vote well for for our activities. And yeah, I guess that's as much as I can speak to it. Uh, yeah, and they also did um, some other nomination conventions for lieutenant governor and attorney general. Um, Winnesome Sears uh, is the lieutenant governor candidate uh, who is the nominee over there. And Jason Miraz, um, Miraz, uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing the last name, he is the attorney general nominee. And so obviously those three positions are up. And same with the House of Delegates, all House of Delegates seats are up. I uh, know Gilbert and I, you've, you and I have spoken to several candidates, um, mm -hmm. you know, running in Northern Virginia amongst elsewhere uh, in places such as like Manassas and other places. And, you know, it's, you know, now with that, the, the convention out of the way, now the real work begins. So mm -hmm. we look forward to uh, talking a little bit more about that, putting more stuff out on our social media, uh, courtesy of our um, vice chair of communications here, uh, <laughs> as well as others. So, uh, that's the Virginia GOP convention. Another thing I had on my current events list um, that I wanted to pick both your brains on um, is actually, uh, you know, as everybody here in DC and elsewhere knows, our mayor um, decided to ban dancing at weddings, uh, which was a surprising turn of events. Um, so can you can you tell us a little bit about what's happened to that, Gilbert and Michelle? Uh, what have you heard on that? Yeah, I remember when we first heard about it, we, we had a good laugh about it. You know, it rings back to um, Footloose. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, you know, I think there's some some questions first about what we, you know, what we might do about it. About it. We, someone had the brilliant idea, I'm not sure who conceived it originally, but to have our own little dance um, as a statement about it. Uh, and, you know, it would have been kind of simple. We would have just, um, you know, reserved a public space for it for an afternoon to have a fun dance, have, you know, as many people that want to come, some people that are, you know, are trying to make a statement about the rule that find the rule silly. And some people that, you know, would just find dance a fun thing to do. Uh, and so I was getting very excited about it as the political activities person. I'm, it's not just, you know, campaign events. That's the first thing you, you kind of think about, but a protest is also uh, a, you know, a type of political activity. So I was heading that, trying to get the permits for it. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, the, the, administration kind of switches course and reopens everything and wonderful but yeah. uh you know <laughs> for you know made the point the, the dance we we're gonna have so you yeah. know 
as excited as yeah. I was to have it and kind of whiny that we didn't get to have it anymore. I <laughs> conceded that it just didn't really make sense. I mean, we can still, we can dance. We can be the first people to host a dance now that, mm-hmm. you know, we're allowed to do so. Um, I'm, I'm here yeah, for great. it. Let's plan it. Yeah, that's great. I was thinking, you know, you know, we don't have to do it as some kind of counter statement. Uh, we can do it as almost more of a celebration. Um, yeah. I'm kind of reopening yeah. and have, oh, you know, it's almost, you know, it could even be better to have, take it with a, you know, positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angle. I think so. I mean, as someone that, you know, comes from Texas and has only been in DC for almost two years now, to hear someone band dancing was just something that I'd never even thought of. Like it was not, you know, that, that just seems like a freedom that I never thought would be ever in question. <laughs> so yeah. That I don't even know how, I don't even know how practical it was to, to band dancing. I don't know if you could stop right. me from dancing. You've seen me on the floor, Bill. Oh, I have. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get a few <laughs> a few adult pops in you. Oh my god, you're busting a move left and right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah this practice is speaking. How do you how do you, how do you suppress the rhythm in my heart and the fire in my belly when I'm out there on the dance floor just losing it? Just losing control of the music. That's right. Just when you <laughs> Kevin Bacon most, he was not there. But when you said everything was opening, like literally everything all of a sudden opened. So you go from, you know, I don't, I want to hear what your thoughts are on this, but you go from one week banning dancing uh, by, you know, Meryl Fiat, but then all of a sudden everything else opens, you know, (laughs) like everything from bars, nightclubs, um, you know, restaurants, venues, anything in the city, like all of it open, no more restrictions. Like Mm -hmm. literally it it was a, it was a flip of a coin, a flick of a light switch. So Mm I want to hear what your guys thoughts are on that. Uh, in terms of you know mm-hmm. how how much of a 180 that was I mean, yeah honestly it's well yeah it's, it's hard to keep up really you know it's like it's like we were just I was just processing all of what banning dancing meant and then all of a sudden nope it's all it's all open here we go so um yeah it just seems like a turn in the night mm-hmm yeah, the 180 was a surprise, and the abruptness of a surprise. Not that it's unwelcome, uh, and you know, I, I know some. I've heard some people. Some, you know, there's a temptation sometimes to take a cynical approach, like, oh, you know, it's about time that they finally reopen stuff. But I don't know. I'm just gonna allow myself to be happy about it. Happy that things are reopening and that we're getting our lives back. <laughs> and you're able to go for runs now outside without having to wear a mask, which for me is, is super nice. Uh, as I as I get re- ready for beach body season, so you know we got that coming up right now. Um, but yeah, all good things to look forward to. And speaking of reopening, I want to kind of you know see what you guys have heard that is reopening. I, I've seen that you know on Facebook the other day, Jazz in the Garden, which for those outside of DC who don't know, is basically uh, every Friday or every other Friday in the Sculpture Garden down by the mall. Um, basically, there's music and there's a few stands that sell like wine and sangria. Sangria mm-hmm. on the latter end is my favorite. Really good sangria. Um, that's set to return. Nats ball games are now going to be at 100% starting tomorrow. So, um, yeah, go Nats, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they didn't even get to play their season right after they won. They didn't get to play their 
following season with fans. So I'm, I'm happy for them as a newer Nats fan. I'm happy for them. Yes. Shout out to the Nats and shout out to Max Scherzner and the gang winning that, that trophy, winning the world series. Uh, We did get a parade though, for, for folks Mm -hmm. who are here, that was back in like October, 2019. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just about four months before our world changed, but you know, um, we had, we lucky to get some celebrations, just no, not really a full season. Um, mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. And I just heard, um, or I at least reread uh, a blog today that said that the zoo is slated to reopen today or tomorrow. So that's something fun to look for. Um, what, what else have you heard that's reopening in DC now that, you know, everything just, you know, with this 180, it's like, you know, we've got freedom once again in our city, which most folks know how much we've been lamenting. Uh, the lockdowns restrictions for the past couple of months. What have you guys heard in terms of things that are reopening? Well, I'll jump in here. I mean, I'm most excited about, you know, like restaurants and patios and bars. Like I, I mean, just being able to kind of walk up and order your drink at a bar. That's something we've forgotten about. So, <laughs> you know, just to kind of, it's, it's a very social thing for me. Like I'm, you know, I just like to kind of stand around and talk to different people. So I think that it, you know, creates a, a different atmosphere and it's more social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does sound like it's not just going to be, you know, a little inch by inch reopening. We probably actually be able to feel normal and not, you know, not have some kind of, you know, manufactured version of, you know, it's kind of normal <laughs> by a restaurant or a game or, you know, yeah, you can actually kind of let your hair down and um, feel like feel a little human again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. As am I. Uh, and I'm glad, mm-hmm. too, that it's actually like, you know, everything's reopening at once because it's just like the, the weather's been so nice down mm-hmm. here. Like we've mm-hmm. had, what, a week and a half of just straight sunlight, no rainstorms mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> going to make full use of every patio and deck there is in the city that's attached to a bar. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is yeah. going to be a fun summer. There's, oh, it's just, yeah, there's like kind of the practical aspect of, you know, the opening and then the capacity going back up to normal. But also, you know, we all feel a little bit more alive, a little bit more human. You walk down the street and more and more now you can see people's faces. Uh, the other day I walked by a playground and I saw children playing with on which, you know, it's just very refreshing, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just, be- you know, it's just uh, beautiful. Yeah. Something we took for granted before, but I fully agree. Most definitely, you know, never taking anything for granted ever again. So there's yeah. no, no rhyme or reason for us ever to cancel on friends. If they're asking us to go out somewhere or something like mm-hmm. that, uh, that's mm-hmm. for sure. I want to go into kind of rapid fire questions for you, Gilbert. Uh, so I kind of want interested to hear some of your response. Some of these questions I've asked uh, previous members of the board before, as Michelle knows, um, but I've got a few new ones here as well. Uh, so you ready for it? Fire it well. Here's a teaser. Last movie you saw in theaters. If I recall correctly, I think it was Lighthouse. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one. It was with uh, the guy from the highlight, Edward, I forget his real name. Robert, Robert Pattinson. Robert and- Pattinson. And uh, Will Defoe. Defoe. It was pretty good. It was quite a trip, but no regrets. I liked it. <laughs> Just seeing the trail. Yeah, that's a bit of a trip. Uh, <laughs> favorite bar or restaurant in DC? There's um, some great ones 
in my area, but what, what comes to mind, Dewdrop in in um, Brooklyn is a great spot. Um, it has you know a nice outdoor area. It has a cool um, uh, dive bar-y kind of vibe, which you know makes me feel at home. That was kind of the um, the vibe usually in Fargo, where I went to college. And they have dartboards there, which is a huge plus for me. Man, uh, favorite landmark or monument? We'll go basic Lincoln Lincoln Memorial. That is a uh, that's a favorite amongst the board. Is Michelle? Uh, you could probably attest to with all of the profiles we've been on social media of our new board members. Has everybody said uh, Lincoln pretty much in in our board profiles? The majority of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how how could you go wrong? It's a great spot. The, the Washington Monument's pretty cool. I like to brag to people that I can see my apartment. Yeah, uh, and then I see there's just the very tiny little tip of it you can see from my <laughs> from my balcony, just the little light blinking on top, and I like, count it. <laughs> hey, it counts. <laughs> All right. So if you're in a rush and need a cup of coffee, where do you stop? Starbucks, Dunkin', or do you go somewhere local? So I, I tend towards local. Um, right near me, uh, it's Hype Cafe. Very nice spot. Shut Good up. coffee. Hey. Shout out Hype Cafe. Uh, and so you've already alluded to this, but again, uh, now that it seems like we're all vaccinated and the pandemic actually is finally over uh, for those who are vaccinated, where do you plan to vacation to first? Yeah, I guess I already mentioned, you know, kind of the trips to see kind of family and friends. I never really explored Europe. I think that would be really cool. Um, so how about London? I'll say that would be. That's not, London sounds like my kind of city. It sounds like fun. Have you ever been, Michelle? No, I haven't. I haven't been anywhere in Europe either. So that sounds great to me. I'll put it on the list. It's it's a fun city, but it's definitely a city uh, where you got to be, you know, at least eighteen and up because it's uh, as I learned uh, when my family went there. Uh, a lot of the pubs uh, are have a very strict no kids policy. So uh, something out of a dystopian Disney movie. No kids allowed. Um, so Glad that, we made the cut. Yeah, so glad we made that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all I have. Michelle, you got anything else for Gilbert? Um, going back to deployments, I feel like most people that go on a deployment have a funny story. So I would love to know if you have any funny or standout stories from being on a deployment, Gilbert. Hmm. Yes, I've been lucky. I haven't had any severely uncomfortable experiences you know everyone's while you know never shut in your face or something like that you know you kind of have to chug it off i've never had anything really bad like that um i would say i've, I've had some really nice positive experiences though uh people in north carolina very nice i think a lot of people know that and sometimes even if you know they agree. Some people, even if they agree with your politics, they just don't want to give you the time of day anyway. Um, some people would just want to stop me and just talk with me for a while. Hey, where are you coming from? <laughs> you know? uh, and, it, you know, it's a very nice, pleasant conversation. Eventually, I'm like, well, you know, there's more doors stuck, but it's nice to meet you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess nothing really sticks out, but um, it, only, it only takes one little thing like that to make your day. Um if somebody, if somebody sees you with your, you know, your t-shirt campaign t-shirt on and your gear and they give you a thumbs up and a, a, and a honk as they drive by, it makes your day. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I, um, one time, most of mine have been very good. One time I did get like chased by dogs. So, you know, that was not ideal. Yeah. I had the, same the dogs thing are always a problem. Yeah. I yeah. had the same thing happen for me once. Not a fun time. Yeah. Cause I've never no, been chased, it's but it's common just you're, you know, as soon as you ring a doorbell or knock a door, you have four dogs parking at the door and you know, somebody trying to get their way past the dogs to talk to you and try to have a conversation over um, three very excited talks or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Always fun. Well, that's good. I'm glad all good, good stories and experiences. That's all, right, all I had. Uh, that about wraps up our interview with Gilbert, uh, our new, our, well, returning vice chair of political activities, just to run through a few things to look forward to on the pod. Um, we are working to get more interviews done with not just the, you know, your exec board, but also too with other YR chairs and different young Republican leaders from across the country. Um, we're also going to try to get in a few other podcast hosts to try to see if we can't, um, you know, interview some more that also operate in the space. Uh, and if there's a speaker you want to hear from um, that, you know, we haven't had on the podcast yet, who's either, you know, a local YR or somebody who you just think has got something, a, a story or some sort of thing that should be shared amongst our family and our little community here, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, and so, Michelle Gilbert, what else do we got coming up? Well, I can throw out um, our first social in-person social event at the Admiral next Wednesday, May 26th. We'll be outside enjoying the beautiful weather. Um, there's information on our Facebook page. So yeah, really excited about that. And I'll, I'll be at those social events. Please find me and stop me. Ask me what it's like to be on these political deployments and I'll talk you into it. <laughs> Big in-person events are back. So that is something to look forward to right there. I. And also, too, just to kind of lead up, you know, coming soon, we've got a what we're calling a summer soiree uh, coming down the pike. So details will be coming out soon about that. Stay tuned to our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Uh, We'll have more details on that. And member meetings have returned. So we just did our last virtual membership meeting over Facebook Live. It was fun while it lasted. We were going to be back in person, uh, back at our... um, our usual stomping grounds to the Cavill Hill Club. So uh, stay tuned to that and make sure again, as Michelle said, stay tuned to the Facebook page. Well, thank you so much again uh, coming on today, Gilbert. It was great talking to mm-hmm. you. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have you on yet again uh, since you are Love a to. podcast hero uh, in terms of being one of our first uh, you know, co-hosts as well as one of our guests. So glad we were able to talk to you this afternoon. Yeah, happy to do it. I'm happy to start seeing people in person at our in-person events. I know everyone's really disappointed with the, the Christmas party being canceled, the last one. And I think this summer soiree is going to more than make up for it. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. Great talking to you today, Gilbert. Yeah, likewise, both of you. On behalf of the D.C. Young Republican Executive Board, we thank you for listening to the District Download. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and share this episode with your friends. The District Download is currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and wherever else you may listen to podcasts.